Hello and welcome to the Real Estate Matters podcast. I'm Stuart Norton with the Alabama Center for Real Estate at the University of Alabama. And today our guest is a colleague of mine, Helena Johnson. Welcome to the show, Helena. Thank you, Stuart. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you've got uh, some uh, got a big semester coming up, right? Yes, uh, I do. Shout out to Helena. Yeah. Uh, you'll be starting law school here at the University of Alabama. So yeah. congratulations on get uh on on you know on that yeah. next chapter in your life so, i am excited yeah so what do you have going on with law school with um so it's just orientation week right now yeah. we're just um getting to familiarizing ourselves with the law school and mm. outlining in different you know skills that we'll need to succeed and have a um, a successful semester so yeah i'm i'm thrilled okay well, that's very exciting. I have a, I'm obviously no lawyer, uh, but I, I do have a few in my family. Uh, my dad's an attorney. Mm -hmm. He's been retired for some time now. And my wife, um, my wife's an attorney, uh, mm -hmm. works for a, a judge here in Tuscaloosa. But, uh, but yeah, but so I know a little bit, you know, just hearing from them about yeah. law school, but, uh, but so have you met some of your uh, fellow students? Yes. So we are in our um, own section. So I haven't met students from the other sections right. and I've met um, two L's, but I've, kind of just been vetting and looking at my peers yeah. to see like yeah. who may make a great study group, you know, just planning for the future. For sure. Yeah. That was my one tip. I know uh, my <laughs> wife did really well. I got to brag real quick here. Yeah. She went to Cumberland, but she finished a uh, third in her class mm -hmm. and, uh, and she, she just, she, she worked very hard at it. You know, I yeah. remember, uh, especially before exams, you know, she would really, she would always study throughout the semester, but about a month before exams was really when she would kind of kick it into high gear uh, with her study partner. Right. They, had a, they had a duo, uh, her and a friend. And oh, wow. He's a very successful lawyer now. He did well, you know, she, they knew each other from Montgomery and reconnected at law school. That's amazing. Um, and so, uh, but yeah, he's a very successful attorney um, with a, a, a great firm at Birmingham. So that's, I'm very excited for you. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Thank law you. school and UA is quite the law school. Oh, I yes, mean, they're very definitely. highly ranked. Yes. Uh, I think you yeah, top 20. I'm yeah. Sure. Yeah. I'm excited. I mean, yeah. there were, um, a lot of different, just different factors that I considered when right. choosing a law school. And it's always nice. I graduated from UA with my MBA. So it's nice to be at home. And right. I, I, that was important for me. Yeah. Saves you another move. You know? Yeah, <laughs> oh, definitely. Getting used to yeah. um, another city. Yeah. And you have your existing network here. Exactly. All the, all the folks in the business school. Well, that's wonderful. And uh, and so, yeah, just, uh, just kind of share with our listeners just a little bit more about your background. Yes. Uh, you know, like where you grew up, uh, yeah, so where you went to high school, college, all that. I was born in Monroeville, Alabama, and okay. I moved to Fairhope, Alabama when I was in middle school, graduated from Fairhope High School, go Pirates. Okay. Um, That's a big school, right? Yes. Yes. So and, and growing, I mean, Baldwin County itself right. is just on the rise and growing. And it's, it's so different from when I graduated, I go back home yeah. and I'm like, Oh my gosh, there's a new business there. You <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. like this used to be like a little street. Now it's like a highway. Yeah. So, so it's, um, it's growing and it's, it's flourishing. Definitely. Um, I actually left Fairhope high school and I went to college at Stillman college, mm -hmm. um, here in Tuscaloosa and HBCU. Um, I graduated from there and decided to get my MBA and, I've um, loved it so far. I've loved getting into real estate and finance with my, my master's and just learning that aspect. I was a um, history major really? at okay. Stillman College. Of course, yeah. I wanted to go into law school. So I was like, I'm going to do history. Mm -hmm. And then 
I decided to get my MBA and take a totally different <laughs> right. path, you know? Yeah. So I got into real estate and finance, which is awesome. And so far I've loved it. I've started my own short-term rental company. And really? It's been, yes, awesome. it's been amazing. So how many, uh, how does, tell us about a little bit about that. So right now we have five properties. And, that you manage? Yes, that we manage. Okay. And um, it's been a learning experience to say the least. Um, it's definitely, I'm the first in my family to start a business. So it was that's really cool. very humbling and very exciting and adventurous yeah. at the same time. It was like all of these different emotions, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but so far we're doing really good. Um, I'm excited to see how we do in the future and moving forward. Mm -hmm. Well, that's wonderful. Um, and so, but yeah, but short-term rentals, I've, I think, I mean, it's fascinating, uh, especially, you know, some people, I get the pros and cons, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm generally, I'm like a pro sh short term, you know, why not? Why not? Yeah. You know, right. Um, even if like my neighbors, you know, the neighborhood that I lived in, if my neighbor was renting their house out for a football weekend, mm -hmm. it's just like, why not? You why know, not? I mean, is there yes. right as a property owner, yes. you know, and I know there's some restrictions and neighborhoods, definitely. And, you know, probably a book that thick. I mean, yeah. You know, oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. There's definitely um, a lot of restrictions. So it's, very important that you do your research, right. of course, with anything yeah. that you do. Mm -hmm. um, but so far, I've learned that it's actually a need for short-term rentals. And for for my company, I try my best to stay out of the neighborhoods because I know personally um, it's more family-oriented. So I try to stay away from um, general neighborhoods right. and get kind of like on the outskirts. Right. And I've also noticed that even in cities like Atlanta, a lot of people enjoy being on the outskirts instead of in the mix of right the, in the, the traffic yeah and all you know that. so yeah. that's just it's just all about researching your target audience of well, course cool. so well, it's that's amazing wonderful. yeah congratulations on that as well thank you um and so and so here at acre you're our core coordinator yeah a job uh you, a role you've had for about uh, about one year i yes. think you start i remember it being about mid-august of last year and so, uh, and so tell us, uh, just familiar, a lot of people know about the CORE program, mm -hmm. but just give us the CORE program overview. Right. So CORE stands for Career Opportunities in Real Estate. And I, for the most part, I coordinate the program. I speak with the students. I speak with some of our foundation partners. Um, and I do a lot of um, in-session work as far as encouraging our students, helping out where I can, just moving forward and making sure that they're completing all of their tasks on time. Um, so CORE is founded on the tenets of awareness, readiness, and connection. And so we decided to do our research and do our due diligence mm -hmm. and make sure that this is a program that is needed. So Grayson, he conducted this research and it shows that there's over 200,000 people needed to make the real estate industry as diverse as our nation. Okay. And so our goal it's is not, so yeah, it's, it's, it's not the starting. It's not a, like many other, you know, some like field, many other industries, yeah. the law field is not diverse. You right. have healthcare and education is a very diverse field, but for the most part, real estate is not diverse and quite old too. Yes, that is. And that's correct. another, yeah. Cause many people, uh, in the, and in certain fields, you know, and there are a lot of young people going into real estate, but there's right. also a very large cohort of uh, people, mostly men, you know, mostly, you know, I would say 50s, 60s, 70s who Correct. are going to be yes. retiring soon. soon. Yes. So, so, yeah, so young people uh, are needed, but also, yeah, the diversity uh, to diversify the industry. Uh, it's really 
it's, it's just uh, go ahead and talk more. I just yeah, it's a, it's a great diversity initiative. And we also we target younger students. So we're looking for those college students or recent graduates or recent high school graduates. And our goal is to with the core program this is not a pre-licensing course. Right. So we want to cover the entire real estate industry, not just sales. We yes. want to cover residential. We want to cover commercial. We want to cover um, acquisition. We want to cover development. We want to cover it all, the mm. entire wide world of real estate. Property so, management, for exactly. example. A lot of good jobs. Yeah. A lot of good jobs. And a lot of, um, before I started my master's, I didn't know that real estate I didn't know what it was or what it consisted of. And so learning about just the different careers in real estate, yeah. it's not just being a real estate agent. Exactly. So for most people, that's a shock, but it's just so many, you have appraisal, yeah. you have so many different, mm -hmm. different fields you can go into. So I think it's important for us to cover all topics, because if we're trying to diversify this industry, we may have a student that comes in and they, they want to go into real estate sales. And then we teach them about development and mm -hmm. they're like, oh my gosh, this is like right up my alley. Yeah. Like, you know, this is what I want to do. Right. I just, I didn't know that I could get into it this way. So I think that is very important for us. And also just um, with the core program, it is eight modules. It's all online. Mm -hmm. um, and, and they can do it on their phone, right? They can a mobile do it device. on their phone. Which that's is... what your kid, you know, or I say that's what, you know, the kids these days. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Sounding like an old man here. But, we uh, have to meet, we have to meet the, our generation. We have to meet them where they are. Sure. So I think that's important, just yeah. being able to be accessible to them. Mm -hmm. And they're used to doing things on their phone. They always have their phones, and right. which is amazing. And another key component of the real estate of the core program is the coaching component. That's huge. Yes. And before we get into the coaching, uh, let's talk about the foundation partners just a little bit, because the students uh, who participate in the core program and earn the credential, they have no out-of-pocket cost. Is that correct? None. Yes, that's correct. So, so we have foundation partners such as IRAM, Crew Network, uh, the Alabama Power Foundation, ICSC, um, Marcus and Millichap, we have a few um, others, but our foundation partners believed in this program because they also saw a need for diversity in the real estate industry. And so they have helped not only financially, but they have also assisted with placement. They have provided different content to put in these modules okay. for students to learn. Relevant content. Uh, relevant content, exactly. And there's different, and it's and all of this is interactive in these modules. So our foundation partners really have just a heavy influence on the program. And it's not just yeah. a financial gain. It's also yes. just what they bring to the table as far as content and being able to open up different opportunities for these students. That's a really good point. You know, not just writing a check, but also becoming involved. And yes. so you mentioned uh, the coaching component. And so, uh, yes. so, and so yeah, um, our life more. ramp, our life ramp app, which is um, we fortunately, Grayson is well connected. So he has um, Michael Huckabee, who is the CEO and founder of LifeRamp and the LifeRamp platform. Um, they host the modules. They The platform also hosts the coaching sessions. And as someone, I recently actually just finished up the core program. You and did it yourself. Okay. Yes, I did it myself. And when I say the content is so valuable and so, I mean, the knowledge in these, it's things that I just didn't even think of yeah. really. And 
when I met my coach, I can honestly say I was nervous. Okay. I, I was extremely some nervous. Some nervous excitement. Yes. Some, I was nerve guided, as I would say. <laughs> you know, I just was like, oh my gosh, there's this coach. And unfortunate um, for me, like she was from Birmingham, Alabama. Okay. So we made huge connections. I know one session we spent 15 minutes talking about um, football. So okay. <laughs> she's sure. a huge and, um, Alabama fan. And uh, what does she do? So she actually is retired um, from the Navy. She did 30 years in the Navy. And so now she's um, doing life coaching and mentorship and things such as that. And it was just thrilling to be able to, I've never done um, therapy or anything like Mm -hmm. that. And so for us to have that coaching component, not just for real estate, but you can go into this session and you can discuss anything. Right. Career goals. Career goals. You can discuss personal goals. professional, you can discuss networking, anything that you'd like to discuss. And that's very important because for the most part, I went into it thinking, okay, we're going to talk about the modules. And then I get in there and we're talking about me. Yeah. We're talking about what I want, my goals. You're working my with plans. a life coach. Yes, a life coach. And that's a exactly coach, yeah. that's exactly what, what she does. And it was just fascinating to me. And I even I even told Michael, I said, I never expected this experience to be so fulfilling. Well, that's wonderful. Yes, I, I truly I mean, I'm calling Michael, like, can I get two more sessions? You know? <laughs> right, right. And I, I can understand where the students um before their first session, they're nervous. Right. I yeah. can totally get that because it's like we—I've never done this before. Do y'all FaceTime or Skype? So we're on Zoom. Zoom, and okay. You can do FaceTime or just a traditional phone call. Yeah, I guess. yeah. You can. We have, you know, we meet the students where right. they are exactly. Right. So. But yeah, I'm sure that I'm sure they, they're used to FaceTime. Yeah, and, and it's yeah. nice to meet. You know. Oh, definitely. You know, if you can't meet, it, it just—it's so efficient. It is. Uh, but that's really cool because I mean, it, it mentorship, you know, is something you know not only to teenagers, you know, but throughout your life, you right. know, uh, it's good to, you know, to just some having a mentor, someone to bounce ideas off, right. Um, you know, goals, anything, like you said, you know, just the details of life and how to handle this situation or exactly. that. Exactly. And then we also have one of our foundation partners, Crew Network. Mm-hmm. They have a mentorship program that they do with the graduates of the core program. Yes. And so we're finishing up our first one, um, next week, I believe, but so many students have made connections and networking through this program. Um, and it's, which is an extinction of core. So this crew mentorship program has been so helpful to a lot of our students. We have one student, um, Zaria, she actually was able to network through her mentor and she has gotten three offers for internships. So it's that's been, amazing. it's been amazing. Yeah. Yes. And so, yeah, then the crew network, that's a commercial real estate women mm-hmm. and uh, chapters all across the country, but the Birmingham chapter, uh, met a, um, I know quite a few of the members yes. there and that's a very active organization and it's just pretty cool that they have, you know, taken such an interest in the program definitely, and, yes. and helping to recruit, you know, new faces, uh, into the industry, but, and, and diversifying the industry and just opportunity for young folks. To me, right. that's just, you know, presenting someone with an opportunity that might not have been on their mind. Otherwise, uh, it's, uh, I'm just very proud of the work you're doing. It's, uh, and I'm, I'm proud of the center and Grayson for having the vision exactly. for this initiative yes. and for you. And, uh, cause I know it's a lot of work. It's, uh, yes. <laughs> But it is so it's fulfilling and it's rewarding as well, because this is something that's near and dear to my heart. So I Mm -hmm. love I love what I do. (laughs) Well, that's wonderful. Uh, Yeah, just impacting lives. Uh, And so 
And so tell, we talked about the modules just a little bit. And mm -hmm. so the content of the program, and we know, and I'm glad we started out with the life coaching, you know, because it's not just content, it's also mentorship and, right. you know, life coaching with those sessions. Uh, but tell us a little bit more about the content and the modules. So, yes. So the eight modules, they're all interactive. It's eight asynchronous modules. And all each of the modules cover a different topic of real estate. So you your first module, you go in and we talk about the wide world of real estate. Yeah. And then we move forward into development and we move forward into property management. We cover investments. We cover, I mean, commercial. We cover residential, just different aspects that you want you wouldn't necessarily learn um anywhere else right. which is important i know a lot of students they're like hey i want to get into real estate i just don't know how and where do you start you know where do you yeah. start exactly so yeah. we also one important aspect that i love about the program is branding yourself that's one of our modules is actually okay. marketing yourself is teaching you to network is yes. teaching you to um, build your resume um, make those connections references and things such as that which is extremely important because we yeah. realize this is a credentialing course so once right. you complete the course you get a credential to put on your linkedin account that's cool and we realized <laughs> after our first pilot course which launched um, last fall launched, i think it was september yes, yes. and we were so excited. We had students that graduated from the program were like, here's your credential. Yay, let's celebrate. And they're just like, okay, what do I do with it? <laughs> and we're like, put it on your LinkedIn. And they're like, what's LinkedIn? And we're like, oh, wow, wait a minute. Let's back up. So we, yeah. we've incorporated LinkedIn and just building your own brand, which has helped right. me with, even with my company, I learned so much through the modules to apply to my company, my short-term rental mm -hmm. company, just building your brand and marketing yourself. It's important. That's a, that's a good point. And uh, it makes me think, because uh, uh, in a former life, I was, I taught middle school and high school for nine years. <laughs> I was uh, anywhere. Yeah. I've worked in three different uh, school systems, two of them private. Uh, I would say my best, uh, I spent two years in Hoover city schools teaching oh, at a wow. middle school. And that was probably the best two years of, uh, of my teaching run. Oh, but I was, uh, and I loved it for a while, but I was like, yeah, I think I just need to change careers. And mm -hmm. I was talking to a friend about it over lunch. Um, and it was kind of a several year process because I was, you know, but, uh, but anyway, I mean, his advice, his best advice was uh, just to leverage your contacts. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, look through your phone, look through your, yes. you know, start with the people, you know. Right. And so it kind of connects into, like you said, the network, yes. you know, I mean, that's really at the end of the day, that's. A lot, you know, it's just very the, the contacts in your phone, right? You have your own little network, are incredibly valuable, exactly. And it's so, and it makes me think of the Rolodex back in the day. I've never <laughs> used one, I've heard of them, but yes, yes, <laughs> you have your own little network, which is quite hilarious because I came to the center as a student once and we were speaking with a real estate agent, and he told all of us, pull out your phone mm -hmm. and scroll to the bottom and tell me how many contacts you had. And it shocked me. I'm like, I know this many people, you yeah. know, you just don't realize who you know right. until you're asked. So I think that's just um, very important to build your own network. And we we supply so many, so much content about networking skills. And I've also we realized that we had to incorporate content on interviewing skills. Oh, yeah. So a lot of students are like, OK, I, I know the stuff. I know the knowledge I know um, about real estate, but. When I get in an interview, 
I am shaking. They're like, I don't, you know, it can be so stressful and your nerves can get the best of you. So we've incorporated, even with the coaching sessions, if you're interested in doing a mock interview for one of your coaching sessions, because you get three coaching sessions. So you can do a mock interview if if you'd like, or even just contacting one of us and we do a mock interview with right. you um we're willing to do that just so we ensure that our students are successful yeah and that and gives them just a little bit you know a touch of experience could go a long way yes you know and confidence it, it, exactly building confidence instead of just going in there cold uh, but right. just yeah but going in there with that little company you know or I would say a significant confidence boost yeah. from having definitely you know, just having gone through the motions before in that exercise uh well wonderful um and uh, I hear we have a new website, Core Art. Uh, the, the the domain is the same, coreart.org. Yes. But the website, tell us about the new website. Yes. So our new website is, um, it's a more modern look and it's also just very, um, it's easier to navigate for not only students, but also for potential sponsors, potential um, partners, anyone interested in mentoring a student or interested in assisting with opportunities for students there it's just better to navigate for them as well our first website was more geared towards applications getting students um on the website and applying but now we have both ends of the spectrum so that's important i took a look yesterday Mm -hmm. and it is uh it's a great website it is i I I love it uh the improvements uh, i could just see immediately right and uh and that's wonderful and that's uh and Again, you know, I'm no web guy, but I know the work that goes into. Oh, yes. Uh, I believe. Are we working with the nine? Yes. In Tuscaloosa? Yes, yeah, they are. do good work. They Shout out amazing. to the nine. They are yeah. amazing. Yes. Yeah. And so. Uh, so, yeah. Anything else about the new website? So um, I will say that um, if you are interested in joining the core program, applying or just getting involved with the students or involved um, in any way that you can to offer opportunities to our students, please check out our website. It is coreark.org. Okay. And so students can apply? Yes, Uh, students can apply on the website. We have um, sponsors that can join the website and learn how to become a sponsor. And we also just have information about the overall program. We have the eight modules um, on there as well. You can learn more about each module on our website as well. Okay. Well, that's wonderful. Um, And so when's the next cohort coming up? So our next cohort will start September 26th. The deadline to apply is September 19th. So um, about a little over a month, just a little to um, get your application in. Now we do have three cohorts per per year. We have one in the fall, we have one in the spring and one in the summer. We are currently wrapping up our summer and getting started with our fall cohort. So I do encourage you to apply and you'll hear back um, almost immediately um, once your application is in. Okay. And how many students, what's the goal for the number of, uh, the number of students in the fourth cohort? So we are looking towards 200 to 250. That's our goal. Okay. So we have, um, we have to plant over a hundred thousand seeds. So we have to make sure that we're yeah. heavy on recruitment. And we're exactly. And we're ramping up as well, because I believe the first cohort was what, 70 or 75. Yes. yes. And then maybe a hundred. Yeah. Or, so we're just getting bigger yeah, and better so, so as we scaling, go. <laughs> right. And that's the whole, uh, and then hopefully, you know, one day this will go to another university or beyond exactly. the, its design to be a national program. Exactly. Yes. 
That's um, the goal. Yeah. Yeah. Considering uh, all the HBCUs right. in the country, I think they're like 300. Yes. And then Hispanic serving institutions as yeah. well, just getting them involved. And that's our main goal. Um, right now, that is how we reach our students. That is our marketing tool, yeah. um, contacting deans and career services at HBCUs and HSIs right. and just connecting with them and getting them excited about the program yes. so they can get their students excited. And I think it's been very well received yes. by like uh, Miles College for example. We've had yes. really good participation out of Miles College yes. and, and many others, but that was just the first that came to mind. Yes, met Dean Stallworth, he, he was a very vital component of our first pilot cohort. Yeah. He was extremely helpful. I mean, so excited about the program. We got off the phone and within seconds I had applications just rolling right. in. So deans are excited when they hear about this program. Yeah. They are. We have um, some deans that have actually taken the program. We have um, just so much excitement from them hearing our pitch and listening to our, our mission and what's near and dear to our heart. Yeah. So they're thrilled to invite their students to join this program, which is, I think it's a, a good thing to see because it's one thing if you believe in something, but when you see right. that others believe in it too, yes. you know, you're doing the right thing. Right. And and it's a good supplement because it, it you know, it's not designed to replace Exactly. You know, uh, you know, a college experience or a high school, but, but it, it's in addition to, right. Yeah. Right. It's in addition to your high school experience, mm -hmm. your collegiate experience, uh, or people who are looking to change careers, exactly. which many people have done, you know, yes. I mean, how many, you know, I would ask what percent of the adult workforce has changed careers? I exactly. mean, I'm one of those. Exactly. I mean, I would say it's at least 50%, probably right. higher. And especially after the pandemic, a lot of yeah. people um, decided that they wanted to change careers and, right. and real estate is, it's, for everyone. It's, it really is. I'm, uh, I'm reading something right now, uh, just about, it's about the, you know, this ongoing struggle for affordable housing, but just little things like it was talking about, you know, uh, you know, New York in the late 1800s, but you know, a lot of the, the, you know, the tenement houses you heard about in right. high school history, you know, yes. and yes, they were overcrowded, but there was actually a pretty high rate of ownership. Yes. Not everybody was a tenant. Right. Um, and people, especially, you know, for recent immigrants, but just owning your own home, however small or large. Right. Is just a great foundation for later financial success. Right. Um, and, and the book even mentioned not to get too boring here, but it, <laughs> but it just talked about the, the number of people. And again, this is when people lived in much more crowded mm -hmm. conditions. Mm -hmm. uh, but many people like a very, you know, it was like a third or more of people who owned their own uh, housing, you know, in a large city like New York or Chicago, mm -hmm. Philadelphia, about a third of them would lease rooms to e friends or relatives. Right. And yes. so they would take in a border and that's a good, you know, that's a way you're, you're helping someone out. You know, exactly. they probably are having a tough time finding, you plug them into the social fabric. It also helped build these neighborhoods, you know, that like, you know, think little Italy, of course it's changed dramatically. Um, but, uh, and then the finally out in California, they were at a four bedroom house. I got to go look up the amount, but it was ridiculously low yeah. to buy a four bedroom. Yeah. Uh, What's the architectural style? I'm kind of an architecture. I'm an amateur architect. I'm, well, not, I'm, I'm, I'm an amateur. I appreciate architecture. I'm not an architect at all. <laughs> You're an architect enthusiast. Exactly. I'm an enthusiast, of, but a craftsman style. Right. I called it a California cottage and it was a four bedroom. They couldn't build enough of them. And it was, oh, wow. I mean, it was like a thousand dollars or something. Oh, wow. I mean, we're talking a hundred years ago. It might've been like $600, but wow. you know, but that just, just the ownership mm -hmm. and, and, and of course, real estate is well beyond ownership. 
but but it's just you know for many families that's their foundation yeah. to build a nest egg and to have something to pass along exactly and even with my grandparents um my grandmother and my grandfather they left um from Monroe, Alabama and they went to New York City they stayed in Harlem and, oh wow yeah and they were there for years until they actually eventually had kids and they moved mm-hmm. back down south but she my grandmother was so um just very very strict about ensuring that she had something to pass down yes um it's pride it is it is and so they came back home and they built their own house and they got some land built their own house and it's still there today that's really cool and she's just that's like that's her pride that's just she loves it and she's i'm gonna pass this down and and it's amazing to be able to do that so i I love that i love right right that's really cool uh another um I got to talk about books here. I guess I'm, I'm a total nerd, but we'll, you know, <laughs> so it goes, but I've been, I've been on a reading kick recently, mm-hmm. but, uh, but I read Clarence Thomas's biography. It's just very okay. interesting. And, and what, um, but the, what I found, he grew up with his grandfather, Oh wow! uh, in coastal Georgia. Hmm. Um, it was a, uh, very much a traditional community. Uh, many people spoke a link. I'm probably going to mispronounce this, but it was called Gullah. Okay. Which is a West African language mm-hmm. that people were still speaking in the, and it's uh, along the Georgia coast. Right. Think, you know, old farm country, mm-hmm. you know, would have been plantations back in the pre-Civil War era. Uh, still had a very uh, large, you know, you know, black population. Right. Um, but his grandfather, uh, he was very, very, he built his own cinder block home and he yeah. would brag to anyone who would listen exactly. about how he bought the land materials and he built it for $600. Oh my gosh. And yeah. I would brag too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and he owned it. It was his, it, you know, it was by today's standards would be considered, you know, a pretty small, I, I would think two bedrooms, one bath, yeah. you know, but plumbing stuff. Like, exactly. You know, and this would have been in the thirties or forties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but basically uh, he was just, he said that his grandfather instilled a very strong work ethic in yes. him. Uh, one thing, don't, don't let the sun catch you in bed. That was one of his, uh, <laughs> oh, that's and, and nice. I, I failed that test daily, but uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, no, I, I agree. 110%. <laughs> yeah. But that was a good book. I, I really, uh, just the biography. I just found right. his personal history. I, may, know, I need to read that. It, yeah, it's called my grandfather's son. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's about, uh, I think it was published around 2007. So it's, it's not new by oh, any okay. means. Uh, but it's just a very entertaining read. Yeah, and, uh, I definitely need to pick that up. And he's very open, you know, because being mm-hmm. a Supreme Court justice, but he talks about his struggles with various things. Oh, wow. Uh, he went through a divorce. You know, he's remarried now. Mm-hmm. Um, lived, uh, worked as an attorney. Uh, talks about his experience at Yale Law School. Yes. Um, and uh, and also, and it's, it's just fascinating. There's a chapter about the golden handcuffs. Oh, wow. When he had a really good job. I think it was out in the Midwest. But uh but he was just saying, you know, I think his mortgage payment was like $600. He's like, how can I ever afford a, a $600 <laughs> mortgage payment? This probably was in the 70s or right. 80s. And he had a very good job, you mm-hmm. know, uh, but he wasn't just fulfilled. I think, you know, he wanted something else. Yeah. He even mentioned that uh, he would spend his afternoons reading uh, history and philosophy because there really wasn't enough work for him. Wow. At, and he was working for like a large chemical company in their, you know, up count, you know, in their legal department. Yeah. Um, but he just, you know, and of course the rest is history, you know, now being a, yeah, a you Supreme know, Court, a yeah. Supreme Court, uh, a Supreme Court justice uh, and a very prominent one at that. Definitely. Yes. So, but anyway, yeah, that, that was a good read. 
Um, and so back to the core program, sorry to go down the book. <laughs> you're fine. No, <laughs> yeah, you're yeah fine. but I thought, you know, I thought it kind of added no, a little. No, that is interesting. Yes. Yeah, kind of reminded me of, you know, the pride of ownership. Yes. Uh, and, and that's, you know, that's. Um, and that's something else that, that we also just talk with our students about, because a lot of students, once they go through the program, they are freshmen or sophomores in college. And they're like, you know. I want to get involved and I want to do real estate, but I just don't know right now the time. And I'm like, even if it's not right now, like yeah. that is perfectly fine. But this is knowledge that you can use when you're going into buying a home and exactly. th- things such as that. You don't go in just not knowing blind. anything, you know, you don't go in blind. And yeah. that also just, like we said, confidence that boosts your confidence because mm-hmm. you're like, Oh my gosh, I know what they're talking about when they, right. you know, use certain terms and certain words that right. you would otherwise not really know anything yeah. about. So this, this is just another way to like assist students that may decide, you know, I want to do real estate, but right now that's not for me, or maybe I'll, I'll do it on the side or something like that. So mm-hmm. that's just something ownership is very important. Yeah. And, uh, and one thing, another thing that comes to mind just in terms of the skills you get from the program, mm-hmm. uh, but advocating for yourself, you yes. know, and also uh, negotiation skills. That's something you could work on with the life coach. Exactly. Um, because, I mean, I have many stories of how, you know, I've had a few successes and a few failures, <laughs> but it makes me think, you know, when, when I was, my parents were always big on me getting a job, mm-hmm. you know, when I turned 16, cause uh, they were nice enough to buy a car mm-hmm. and, insurance and they're like but you're going to do something yeah you know you're not going to lay around and watch you know the price i love the prices right i mean (laughs) you know (laughs) oh my goodness you know it's a sick day at home right get to watch the prices right i don't watch it anymore but when you're a kid you know they're wanting it you know but anyway uh you're not going to lay around the house and watch tv you're going to get a job and so i just but it never even occurred to me to try to negotiate yeah. Whenever they mentioned that my first job i made minimum wage four dollars and 25 cents an hour working at western supermarket uh yeah um, but it never even occurred and, and I wanted to be a bagger, you know, yeah. because they mm-hmm. make tips, you know, yeah. and, uh, and they were like, well, we actually, we need someone to run the cash register. And I'm like, <laughs> and it didn't even occur to me to be like, no, you know, or to be like, well, you exactly. know, or wait for something else or just go, I was just wanting to just get the, you know, check, all right, Give got me, a job, yeah. check it off, done. Yeah. You know, and of course, you know, these days kids, I, I just say one thing that hats off to a lot of the, I say kids, but students these days very many are career focused, you know, wanting jobs in high school and college that where you're working, you know, you're working to learn, you know, you're not just work. I was working to earn at the Western soup. I learned a little bit, I guess. Yeah. Oh, definitely. uh, You know, and everything's a learning experience. Uh, But a lot of kids today, it seems like they want to work to learn. Yeah. They're going to earn, you know, I mean, hopefully it's a paid internship. Right. seems like the unpaid is kind of falling. Yeah. 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 You you still have a few of those, but, uh, but yeah, but working to learn and, and thinking about your career and high, you know, I, I just think that a lot of students are very well organized with that, especially the ones that I come in contact and with. I, yeah, I will say the um, I'm very impressed with my generation and even my younger brother. Like he's he's 14. Well, he's 13. He's about to turn 14. Oh, wow. And high school, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So he today was his first day of eighth grade. OK. And so, yeah, so yeah, he has one more year, but he's already he's like, you know, sis, I need a job. But eventually he's mm-hmm. like, Publix hires at 14. So when I turn, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, how yeah. do you know this? Like, right. he's just so eager to, he's like, Good. I just want to be able to um, communicate with people and I want to yeah. make my own money and I want to learn. And I just, yeah. I love that because it's, it's all about um, being driven. Yes. It really is. And yeah. that even with the core program, students have to be 
driven and actually have goals for themselves to go through this program and succeed in this program and dedicate the time. And it takes about, I'd say, two to three hours per week yes. to do this so program. It is, it, so it's a commitment. Yes, it is a commitment. And But the knowledge that you earn, this right. is just invaluable. And right. I mean, it's not, it's no cost to the students. Thankful, yeah. Thankfully, we don't have to um, charge anything because our foundation partners have been so yeah. generous. So we are able to cover the cost of the entire program for these students. So they don't have, there's no barrier to entry. Right. Right. And the, uh, and just speaking of, you know, two to three hours a week. Uh, and so you would think a lot of people might drop out, but it's, I've heard we have a really good completion rate. Yes. So our completion rate is actually 83%, which is phenomenal for an for, online model. for an online course you know yes. this is that is phenomenal that's it's yeah. usually 25% you know yeah. 30% for an online course so it's right. honestly phenomenal and whether that be our um skills of just communicating with the students and they get weekly newsletters of course from myself just basically saying, hey, this is where you should be. This is what you'll yeah. learn this week. This is what the module consists of and just keeping them on task. Right. But that's just something that I feel is helpful and, For sure. you know, something that we well, can do. And they know they have someone they can reach out to. Exactly. You know, it's not like you're dealing with a chat bot. Or yeah, something, you, know, you know, yeah, that's the, and, and I know I'm, I'm a part of the younger generation, but I'm not really big on the chat, but I just love the personal connection. Yeah. Well, you know? it's just, yeah, if you have like, you know, some things, I, I, I don't know what I was using chat for recently. Oh, I was trying to find the dimensions. Mm -hmm. I was buying a TV mm -hmm. and the chat bot. I was trying to figure out how big the base <laughs> was yes. to see if it would fit on my mantle. Right. And it would just keep giving me the dimensions of the television. And, and, I, you know, like, and after oh 10 times, I'm like, all right, whatever. You, you know, know, we'll <laughs> just see. We'll just see when it gets here. <laughs> if I could only talk to someone. Yeah. But it's cool that it's cool that you're there for the students. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, in addition to their life coaches. Right. And yeah. then we have like some students, um, for instance, just thinking off of the top of my head, we have Brianna Green, mm -hmm. who is she scored an internship with JLL. She's a graduating senior. Um, from Alabama A&M University. Wonderful. And she has a, she's currently finishing up a 10 week internship um, shadowing a, pro a property manager and she's loved it so far. I check in with her and right. she's actually just so she's like, I never thought I would get into property management. She's like, yeah. I always thought I would do sales or something like right. that, you know? And so I definitely just love being able to hear just the student testimonials, yeah. you know, um, hearing how, Core influenced them to go into real estate, or Core helped secure an internship or things such right. as that. That's just phenomenal. Yeah, and I think this is a good place to kind of wrap it up. And so, there with success stories from the Core program. Now yeah. that we've uh, we've completed three cohorts. I yes, so we're so, finishing up our third cohort. Correct. And so, yeah, and so, uh, and so, in addition to who you mentioned earlier, what are some more success stories uh, so, of graduates? Um, we have Aaron Peoples, who is a student at. Alabama State University, and he actually secured an internship with Corporate Realty. That's and a big one. We yes, and we also we feature him on one of our articles with Beham Now, who does our marketing, and yeah. he was just so. Um, I mean, he really credited Core with 
creating that foundation that he felt he needed to succeed in real estate and get started. And this is a program for entry level um, jobs, but for him to have that on his resume, he's like, this is what caught their eye. This is what made them interested in me. And so that's phenomenal for us to be able to bridge that gap. Yeah. And it also shows motivation on, you know, I'm just imagining, I'm trying to think like an employer looking at a resume. And if someone has gone, you know, instead of you know, how people spend their free time right. says a lot. And oh, so, definitely. so instead of, you know, video games or hanging out wherever, you know, they're spending two or three hours a week exactly. learning about real estate when they don't have to. No, and, yeah, exactly. And, it's, and so I feel like the program kind of, you know, self-selection, but you get, you get highly motivated individuals, you know, they definitely. want, you know, they want to spend uh, their free time, you know, learning about real estate, working with life coaches, getting some mentoring. Um, and thinking about their career. Right. Uh, and so, so that's wonderful. Yes. Uh, and I'm sure there are plenty more success stories. Oh, yes, we could probably definitely. go all day. Um, we've <laughs> actually given out 161 earned credentials wonderful. So, so far, and we'll be um, sending out some more in the next couple of weeks as we wrap up yeah. this cohort. Yeah. And the badge looks really cool. What oh, they yeah. Put on the LinkedIn profile. Definitely. I love the badge. The yes. badge looks great. And that's issued by uh, Credly, I believe. Yes. Yes. Uh, so wonderful. Well, Helena, uh, thank you so much for joining well, uh, the podcast today. Me, Stuart. Yeah, it's been way too long. <laughs> yeah, we've uh, uh, episode one hundred and three here, by the way. And oh, so, congratulations! Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, and this has been uh, this has been a really good episode. And so, to uh, students interested uh, in the core program, uh, yeah, visit coreart.org Yes. Uh, to sign up for the next cohort. Uh, also, if you're interested uh, in sponsoring the program, that information's on the website as well. Uh, or if you'd like to get involved, uh, you know, if you work in real estate uh, and want to mentor uh, either, you know, uh, a, a young individual or someone looking to change careers. Right. So there are many different opportunities for participation. Yes. So thank you for sharing all that with us, Helena. Of course. Thank and, you. And congratulations on the success of the core program as we're about, you know, we're entering year two. Yes. And I'm excited. Wonderful. Well, thanks again. Thank you. This has been the Real Estate Matters Podcast produced by the Alabama Center for Real Estate. Listen on Apple Podcast, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, Podbean, or just ask Alexa to play the Real Estate Matters Podcast.